getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double D 97.3. I want you to think back, um, and I don't know how much of the Purdue-Penn State game you stayed with it and or when you picked it up. I, wa- I, I watched way more tennis than I did football okay. last night. So, so I, I watched the uh, backyard brawl uh, to the end and then flipped over and like, okay, I just want to see what's going on with the Penn State-Purdue game. There's about eight minutes or so left in the game, and I was going to go to bed, and then I, I got kind of sucked in and, and watched the end, which was exciting. Glad I did. But I want you to think back to baseball season last year and when you were in Waco, and I believe it was the Sunday afternoon game in Waco, and you were talking about the two guys that were dressed alike wearing all gold. Okay? Okay. You remember those guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And those, those same two guys, we ran into them, in basketball season at the Farrell Center, okay? Okay. You know, these kind of round hats, all gold suits, looked awkward. Last night they cut to a shot in the stands uh, after a, um, a ball was ruled incomplete. And I think the, the cousins of the Baylor dudes were there uh, last night in West Lafayette representing the Penn State faithful because these guys had the same kind of derby hats on, white suits with some kind of, I don't know if it was a Penn State Nittany Lion or the Eye of a Lion or whatever, but they were derby hats, all white, and they they looked just like those guys because I got an up-close personal look at them, unfortunately, in Waco when we were there with women's hoops. So, they're uh, good to know they have relatives. Their cousins were representing uh, last night in uh, in West Lafayette. Uh, this was interesting to me. Get your take on this. ESPN is now refuting the statement from Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark. ESPN has put out a statement refuting what Brett Yormark said. They said we regularly engage in conversation around the future with all of our partners. But to be clear, we have not opened the contractual negotiation window with the Big 12 at this time. (laughs) Now, in his statement, Brett Yormark had said, we welcome the opportunity to engage with our partners to determine if an early extension is in the best interest of all parties. I guess the semantics of this are the Big 12 said they will be and ESPN used the phrase, not at this time. According to Brett McMurphy of Action Network, that distinction is important because negotiations will actually start next week. They haven't at this time. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at this time, according to Brett McMurphy, is, quote, technically correct because ESPN isn't talking to the Big 12 until next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess fair, accurate by yeah. ESPN. Um, I don't know how necessary it was, but fair and accurate. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'm sure that's what they want to be is fair and accurate, right? Oh, of course, yeah. ESPN yeah. does. I'm sure somebody 100%. asked. 100%. I'm yeah. sure one of the, some reporter asked one of the big wigs, hey, how are the negotiations going with the Big 12? Yeah, well. We haven't started talking with the Big 12 yet. Yeah. That's next week. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that how that, that's how this article got put out. Uh, the other thing out there regarding the Big 12 is 
they're going to be in these quote early negotiations or open the window or whatever you want to, however you want to term that. Uh, Dennis Dodd of uh, CBS Sports also says negotiations uh, could result in active discussions to open the door for Texas and Oklahoma to leave the conference early. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So kind of start to hear that drumbeat a little bit. Um, maybe also along the same lines as, um, hey, we're going to have some early negotiations. So kind of kind of feel like kind of feel like those two things are going a little bit hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, it does appear that way. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. kind of feels like that. It's like okay, maybe one. Uh, one kind of leads into the other, you know, if you're able to uh, get your deal and you add in some teams and you have this negotiation and maybe you come out, come out in the wash. Um, the commissioner did say this uh, of the Big 12, Brett Yormark, in any situation like this, always look for a win-win scenario. That being said, it's important that whatever happens, happens in the best interest of this conference. So I'm glad he's got that in mind. That's what we pay him for. That's what we pay him for. Uh, the other thing is, is that apparently the Big Ten, according to Dennis Dodd, has continued some level of pursuit of Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford. Then if, if that happens, okay, then you probably get the Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, maybe. It's a lot of teams. Yeah, coming to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So maybe no matter how you look at it, the Big 12's okay. It's just how okay are you in terms of what's the what's the hit that you're going to have to take by losing Texas and Oklahoma with your media deals. Sure. Or as everybody else's media deals are increasing, yours may not increase, but you may stay kind of where you are. Not that anybody wants to ever stay where they are, but I think if you could come out and be a little ahead by losing Texas and Oklahoma, you would consider that a win. Okay. You know, if you could... And you can move on. And and you can move on. Yeah. Okay. But if you could figure out a way to kind of be, kind of hold serve, so to speak, put it in your terms, tennis terms, Mm -hmm. uh, if you could hold serve, um, that's certainly better than you know, blowing up your whole conference, like what's probably going to happen with the Pac-12 at some point in time. Yeah. At least it, it, it just seems inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, if if they start losing more teams, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, seems like that. All right. Um, this uh, from Dan in Dallas. Hey, Chuck, I will look for you tomorrow. I'm in Section 18. I will try and bring a card. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, very cool. And Dan, I have a new card that I would be anxious to put in your hand. It's good. So I've got a new kind of firm first card. editions ones, updated. Yeah, yeah I don't know if these are first edition. I guess first well, edition first, with, with, the, new with the new logo. With the new logo, yeah, yeah. first edition of the new logo. Yeah. Right, has the little has a little red in our logo now, mm-hmm. kind of little flare. You should uh, put a ch on all of them. Oh, so that people know they've got a first edition card. Mm. Would they be worth more at the Pawn Star mm-hmm. store? I, maybe well, you I, should I, autograph the back of them. You think? Mm-hmm. With a stamp or like with my own? No, like, with a real autograph. With a, so when the when the guy yeah, don't use in, your auto pen. That would when be the rude. guy goes in there and is like, oh yeah, I can see that the felt is 
you know, that there's, you know, yeah. impression into the sure. card and mm -hmm. the ink is kind of spread mm -hmm. through, right? All those, all those types of things. Syntex mm -hmm. uh, Hank has, uh, says this, uh, Tech wins 48-17. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah. You're not covering, but I'll still take it. What did we determine is the, is it 17 and some change or is it more 34 than 34 and a half. 34 and a half. Well, anytime you have numbers that high, it just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, <laughs> right? Sure. Uh, Brandon says this, I want us to look dominant. I want Shuck to prove to everyone he deserved the starting role. I want us to get up by two scores early and just impose our will after that. Let's build some confidence before the next two tough games. I like the, I want to mm -hmm. look dominant. Um... I don't know. Do you really feel like that you can walk out of tomorrow's game and go, oh, yeah, I see why Chuck got the starting job? Can you? Uh, you can. I mean, I think you can a little bit. You just can't be 100%. Yeah, certain. I think you got to look at next week to see kind of how that looks yeah. against a little bit tougher matchup. Sure. 640 this morning on the morning drive. This day in sports history is next on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and double T 97.3.com. Nice to have you with us this morning. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the second day of September 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1940 PGA Championship in Hershey, at the Hershey Country Club. Brian Nelson wins his first PGA Championship, beating Sam Snead one stroke up mm. on the Monday 36-hole playoff. 1946, American golfer Ben Hogan wins the Golden State Open at the California Country Club in Los Angeles. It's his third consecutive PGA event win and 11th title of the season. It would also be the second time that year that he won three straight tournaments. 1957, Milwaukee first baseman Frank Torrey scores six runs to tie a major league record. Braves route the Cubs 23-10. 1962, St. Louis first baseman Stan Musial records his 3,516th hit in a Cardinals 4-3 loss to the Mets. Why is that one important? Is this the last one? Nope. Overtook Tris Speaker into second place behind Ty Cobb on the Ooh. MLB all-time hit list. 1965, Cubs slugger Ernie Banks hits home run number 400 off Kurt Simmons in a Chicago 5-3 win over St. Louis at Wrigley Field. Little fun factoid for you to take to the water cooler, Chuck. Yes, sir. Simmons also gave up number 400 to Willie Mays. How about that? Mm. 1971, teenage debut, uh, debuts, excuse me, Chris Everett, Jimmy Connors win their first matches at the U.S. Open Tennis Championship at Forest Hills. 1972, Chicago Cubs pitcher Milt Paps. Paps. No, no hits to San Diego Padres, eight to nothing. Chuck's favorite Yankee. Craig Nettles. 
Billy Martin is fired oh. as Detroit Tigers manager <laughs> due to continual differences with the front office. Shocking. Goes on to manage Texas, Oakland, and the New York Yankees five separate times. Five separate times. <laughs> Jeez. And in what 19- a mess. What a mess. <laughs> And in 1987, Houston outfielder Kevin Bass becomes the first National League player to switch hit home runs in a game twice in one season in the Astros' 10-1 win over the Cubs. They've been playing baseball a long time up until 1987. A lot of time in the National League. And Bass was the first player to switch hit two home runs in the same inning twice in a season. Same inning? Same game. Same game. Sorry. Yeah. Same game. Uh, it's National Grits for Breakfast Day. I hate grits. I've you, never had them, but I, they, yeah, they, I, they just look so they, gross to me. Yeah, they look so gross that I've never had them. You know, that's better. That's well said. So I guess we're citizens of the world today because it's also International Bacon Day. Okay. I think I'm citizen of the world every day, aren't I? Well, yeah, well, we're going to be celebrating with the world with bacon. Okay. All right. Because, you know. Why wouldn't? If there is ever a day where you feel like I've lost my citizens citizenship, just let me know. Okay, we'll do. All right, thank you. Uh, happy birthday, Keanu Reeves is fifty-eight. Thelma Hayek fifty-six. Mark Harmon seventy-one. Brandon Ingram twenty-five. Jamie's favorite quarterback, Terry Bradshaw seventy-four. <laughs> I liked him as quarterback. <laughs> Who's just everything as a broadcaster? Buffoon. Uh, Nate Archibald seventy-four. Tiny. Harvey Levin, 72, from TMZ. Yeah, I was going to say TMZ. <laughs> and uh, the People's Court. And Eric Dickerson is 62. Never heard of him. It's how old? 62? Eric Dickerson, 62. Hmm. He still looks like he, he could play, man. And on this day in 1945, aboard the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay, Japan, Ooh. Japan formally surrenders to the Allies, bringing an end to World War II. And that <clears throat> is this day in sports history. It, uh, it was hard getting the word out. There was no internet. There was a lot of Japanese that were still fighting uh, after that. They, they didn't hear the word about the old surrender. Well, I've seen the internet. I don't know that I would trust it either. Yeah. If I was on a fighting army, I'd need orders. I, uh, I, I turned 62 next month. Maybe, uh, I don't think I look better than Eric Dickerson, though. I don't know, man. I saw the pictures on Facebook. <laughs> should I do a Should I do a poll? I think you should go do a poll tomorrow or next month when I, when I turn sixty two and say you and Dickerson side by side. Who Who, uh, who rocks it better? Sixty two. Mm-hmm. I'm not as beat up as he is, but I'm sure he's probably still uh, still has it. He looks uh, like a smart guy because he wears glasses. Dickerson. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our frequent uh, contributor, Juan, uh, says it is his lucky lady's birthday tomorrow as well. Uh, happy birthday, Amanda. So if uh, she's dialed in this morning, happy birthday to Juan's lucky lady this morning. Uh, washed up guy says this. He's our senior advisor to the morning drive. I'll be on row 52, the last row up in section 117. I really don't expect you to bring me one of those new cards all the way up there. Enjoy the game. Washed up guy. Mm. Yeah, enjoy the game. Probably be easier for a washed up guy to come down to you 
when he's coming down to get some grub or use right. the restroom. Sure. Sure. High school football last night. Uh, not good news for Monterey at Lowry Field. They fall to Wiley 30 to nothing. Mm. Uh, how about this? I didn't realize that they were this, but O'Donnell, I didn't know they were the screaming with no G, apostrophe at the end, screaming Eagles. They took down the Grady Wildcats last night, 54 to 36. I like that, screaming Eagles. Screaming Eagles. Yeah. Not a good day for the other Eagles around town. The Ropes Eagles fall to Eunice, the Cardinals, 31 to 12. Okay. So those among the high school scores. The uh, fellas on Saturday morning will break it all down as part of Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets with uh, the Saturday morning quarterback Saturday morning from the Frazier Alumni Pavilion. So we'll look forward to uh, hearing from uh, Mr. Luft at all on Saturday morning. Okay. Um, the joy is you get to hear him Saturday morning and Saturday night. Saturday night, right. Shoot, it might be Sunday morning. I think it probably will be pretty close to Sunday morning. Um, let's see. The kick's at 7. Games at, games should end around 10.30, mm-hmm. Jeff. That's about Go fair. on the air at about 11.30 after the post game. Yeah, he might make An it hour long. good night. Yeah, so the Double T 97.3 Coors Lake postgame show from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center will probably go into Sunday morning. And if the phone is rocking, we will be extending it because uh, we, if people want to call in and voice their opinion, we will yeah. let them. I just hope I don't have to convince him or tell him, hey, we won the ball game because there's been some times when, you know. Um, and he was right in those times. He was, but I mean, I, I hate reminding him that we won the ball game. <laughs> okay, I hate reminding him that we won the ball game. Uh, Andres Flores, by the way, will join uh, Garrett on the Saturday morning quarterback. Uh, your other uh, lineup of stars tomorrow will feature uh, Thetford Nashby, the bottom line, end of the bench, Tech Talk, and uh, the anchor team here, uh, at least this week, week one, is you and I, Jamie. That's all right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to bring it home, take you up to the Red Raider tailgate show. Right, uh, about an hour before kickoff. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there to extend the right hand of fellowship for the team as uh, they do the Raider walk uh, right to the right of us uh, down the tunnel. Probably have their blinders on, so they probably won't you know, notice that we're there. Mm-hmm. But we'll be there in case the right hand of fellowship needs to be shaked. Shook. Okay. okay? Not stirred. Shook. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, 6.55 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Sports Center is next, and then we'll uh, talk some more Red Raider football here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Look forward to your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that of the mobile app. Benchmark hotline at uh, 806-771-0973. The Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by <clears throat> Happy State Bank. Is there one thing you want to see tomorrow? Um, a comfortable win. Okay. That would be the, the first and foremost for me. First and foremost. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Field goal to go through the uprights. 
<laughs> uh, the first time or every time? Every time. Every time. Okay. Don't really want to see a whole bunch of them. Uh, well, that's you know, if there's three of them, I would like all three of them to go through. If there's right. seven of them, I would like the offense to score more touchdowns. I would prefer they not stall, right? Yes. And, and you know that you have a bunch of 32-yard field goals. You know that that would that'd be something that I would prefer not not to have happen. Um, Defense to give up under under double digits. Yeah, I, 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 you've got a potentially scrambling quarterback tomorrow. I don't want to see any like third and twenty twos get converted. That'd be nice. You know, go ahead and wrap them up, and get them off the field as quickly as you can. Sure, I'd like to see the the defensive line uh, penetrate a little bit. <clears throat> That'd be. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you want to talk about the battles in the trenches i'd love to see you dominate there on both sides yeah that would that would give me a little bit more confidence yeah us Uh, to walk out of the game with 10 toes 10 toes that means we stop shooting ourselves in the foot oh okay okay uh texas tech uh, takes on murray state tomorrow uh last year beat stephen f austin 28 22 2020 beat uh, houston baptist 35 33 um, now you've got their offensive coordinator on your sideline, so that's that's a good thing. In that, Zach Kidley. Yeah, we okay. think so. Yeah, we think so. Uh, Montana State, you beat them 45-10. to 10. Lamar, you beat them 77 nothing in 2018. You don't really necessarily learn a tremendous amount from these games unless you, you have those games like the last couple of years with Stephen F. Austin and Houston Baptist where you felt lucky to win the ball game. Yeah. It's kind of telling. That was that was kind of telling. Yeah, but you were a bowl team last year. Last time you mm-hmm. lost um, a home. Uh, last time you lost an opener was 2018. Fell to Ole Miss, 47-27. Last time you lost a home opener was uh, in 1988. And that was to North Texas, 29 to 24. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Had. Uh, Prior to the loss to Ole Miss, the previous last time you lost a opener was 2002. That was uh, Mike Leach here at Ohio State. Uh, and then you had some of those money games under Spike. Uh, you lost at uh, Arizona State in 1999, 31-13. That was crushing also because you lost a big running back in that, in that game. Wasn't that a – was that like a Friday night game? Or was it Saturday night could, game? Could have – no, I think it was a Saturday game because there were some games like you lost to uh, T. Martin and Tennessee in 1997. That was a Labor Day weekend, 52-17. to 17. Lost the, to K-State in the Big 12 opener. Opener for you and for the Big 12, 21-14. That was a controversial loss. Mm-hmm. Lost to Penn State, 24-23 in 1995. My second field goal. Yeah, Bobby Ingram makes this unbelievable reception that sets up the the winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those ones where you just kind of like, oh goodness. The uh, the one that I remember, I think one of my, it wasn't my first home opener, um, but it was one I remember uh, in 1992 losing to Oklahoma 34 to nine on a Thursday night. Okay. And the thing that I the thing that I remember about that game <clears throat> was how full the stadium was at the start, at least in the lower bowl. And I had 
I had no Texas Tech history in, in me at that point in time. And I remember at the end of the game, because I stayed to the very end, I was with a friend who uh, was in town. And uh, I remember seeing across the way from me this old man and this old woman who at the start of the game were surrounded by everybody. And at the end of the game, it was just them. <laughs> and we had just gotten our tail beat. But I just was like, God, I have respect for that guy for staying here to the very, very end. And it was uh, it was one of those bitter end games. Sounds sounds like it at 34 to 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this on my line, the uh, Arizona State game was on a Labor Day night in 1999. So it was not a Saturday. Yeah, but, yeah. but you were right. It was a night game, and it was uh, odd, an odd day. Yeah, I watched it uh, from... Used to have a club in right field, the Rangers ballpark. I watched it from in there. I was at a Rangers game in new stadium. I, no old stadium. Okay. I, so, no, no, not not Arlington Stadium. Oh. We've we've had three in the last however many years, thirty years or whatever. Right. Yeah, but the ballpark in Arlington. The ballpark in Arlington. Yeah. yeah okay. Gotcha. I watched it from that club when I was at a Rangers game. Sat in there and watched Tech instead of the Rangers. For some stupid reason. <laughs> I don't know why I went to the Rangers, decided I should go to a baseball game and watch the football game on television. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. probably got invited to a baseball game. I mean, and we're walking around and went, oh, they've got the tech game on. So yeah. you watch the tech game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, no. So I'm like, uh, I'm going to order some dinner and sit in here and watch tech. Were yeah. you by yourself? No, I think I was with some friends. And they... I don't know if they came with me or not. I just remember sitting in there. Watching the game. Watching the game, and mm-hmm. and then you kind of you went away. That just shows you how focused of a fan is J- that Jamie is. Oh, yeah. no, Because during the game, he didn't know if he was sitting with his friends anymore. He was watching the game. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he's lockstep. Man, speaking of the Rangers, I thought they had that game in hand last night. Uh, I kind of I looked at the score. It was like 9-3. to three. I'm like, okay, this game's over. They're playing in Boston. Eric Nadell's happy. Because Eric Nadell had said on the pregame yesterday, he was talking to Tony Beasley how much he enjoyed going to Red Sox games when he was in college. Okay, he enjoys going to the old ballparks and the history and how they haven't changed much, you know, over the years and the nuances of Fenway and stuff like that. <clears throat> I was like, oh, Eric Nadell's going to be happy tonight, and then the Rangers coughed up four in the ninth. And, Ouch! And lose to the mm-hmm. lose to the Red Sox. It's not. Uh, not good. Uh, 7.22 this morning here on the morning drive. Somebody says this. I was at that Arizona State game. Ricky Williams got hurt. Yes. Yeah. Actually flew on day of the game and some of the team got food poisoning. Right. I remember that. Um, my, how things have changed. Yeah. And and that turns out to be, you know, spikes last year, but losing Ricky Williams like they did, you know, against Arizona State really affected that team because yeah, was... they were a pound the ball kind of team yeah that was not a good thing no 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 not uh not at all Seven twenty-three this morning here on the morning drive how <clears throat> maybe hear something else that uh, you might think about in terms of a uh, prediction just i wonder how many snaps the other quarterbacks are going to get tomorrow donovan smith and baron morton think they get more than 10 hmm uh, I would guess the third one will not. Okay. I would guess the second one will. 
And do you do you think it's uh, Donovan Smith's the first one off the bench, or do you think it's uh, how the game's dictated? I definitely think he's the first off the bench in some sort of running situation, but I also think he'll be the first backup to actually be given a drive. Given a drive, where where you start off, you know, after punt or touchdown or start the third quarter or something like that. I, I think I'd be surprised if they started the third quarter with a change of quarterback. Uh, yeah, that to me, I mean, you can let him go a little bit longer than yeah. that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think that maybe if you, um, I wonder about starting a drive before the fourth quarter too. I think it's going to be the fourth quarter before they start a drive, but I don't know. Could be, could be wrong about that after a punt or a touchdown or something like that. I know this. I don't know that I would really think, I don't really want to think I want to see Tyler Shuck run the ball too much. Yeah, I mean, you just, you want to be careful, but at the same time, if that's a part of your offense, you got to, you got to run your offense. Yeah, that's, that's fair. 725 this morning here you here on the morning drive. Oh, we get this. Can y'all wish Sloan happy eighth birthday on the way to school this morning? Hey, Sloan, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Eight is great, Sloan. right? Yeah. Eight is great. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. So, um, it's uh, opening game eve. Jamie, what's your question? All right. And the question will <clears throat> be involving the Red Raider football team. I want to know, it's a two-parter, I want to know which Red Raider newcomer you're the most excited to Ooh. see and which Red Raider newcomer you think will have the biggest impact this year. Okay. Newcomer. I'm going to say um, Brady Cup. Baylor? Baylor Cup, yeah. Baylor Cup. Um, the tight end. I think he'll have uh, a big impact uh, on this football team. I realize he's not number one on their depth chart. Um, Jeff? It's a really, really good question. Because I'm more interested, like, where I'm really focused is on what Tyler Shuck's going to do this year, what the defensive backs, where your leadership is there going to do, um, how that's going to play out, what mile, what, Miles Price is going to do with the wide receivers. Like, the returners is really where I've been focused. Yeah. I don't even know that I have a good answer for this on the newcomers. Yeah, I, I think that's fair because, like, <laughs> you got – it's so hard to, to – I mean, usually you look at newcomers as, like, the freshmen that were coming in or maybe some junior college transfers. Mm-hmm. But, but now it's just – it's it's littered with – you know, super seniors or grad transfers or, or things like that. Is, did somebody pop off the chart to you? I think definitely number one on my list is is Baylor Cup. I I, I feel like he he's going to end up being the go to guy as far as the the tight ends go. Mm-hmm. And so I'm obviously anxious to see him. I, I think any of those offensive linemen that you brought in in the transfer portal. Are probably guys that could have a big impact mm-hmm. because that's such a major need position. Um, so you could take any of those guys that have come in, but 
yeah, Baylor Cup is definitely my guy. And, you know, it's so hard because with regard to the offensive linemen, unfortunately, and unless you're, I don't know, really well-versed in it, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm really well-versed in it, it seems like they're only noticed if they do something wrong as opposed to if they do something well. I have one other guy I was going to throw out at you. Okay. Gino Garcia. Oh. He may ultimately be your starting place kicker. Okay. So I think that's a guy that uh, would obviously have a major impact if he's your starting kicker. Okay. And, you know, it looks like t- uh, Trey Wolf is going to be your kickoff guy, <clears throat> but your field goal kicker is uh, not necessarily uh, it's, locked in place. It's up in the air. Up in the air. Like it is, a pooch kick. It's up in the air. But it isn't. <laughs> are you just? Are you? Are you just trying to light the fuse? You're just trying to. No, I was just making. I was trying to be descriptive that it, you know, went up high. Mm-hmm. Different answer. Not what you wanted. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Joey McGuire. That's the answer. Uh, just... That's the one I'm most excited to see how that happens. Well, you could also say Zach Kitley too. Well, sure, you could put. Tim Druder on there, yeah. like all through the entire coaching staff, because yeah. they're all new too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so those. I, are... I mean, to be fair, that's the one I've spent the most amount of time watching for the from the newcomers. Uh, Paul says this. He says uh, defensive back Jacob Peoples from Cedar Hill. Okay. Okay. I think it's Jalen Peoples. Okay. Jalen, maybe it's Jacob. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with your with your memory on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised Paul's with us this morning because he uh, wished all the dove hunters happy dove hunting yesterday. Mm. You're not a hunter, are you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I hunt the forehand. He goes every year. What are you talking about? He's, um, he's wearing camo right now, getting ready for it. I wonder how much time we will spend on Tuesday talking about Joey McGuire's. I mean, just how he handles himself on the sidelines. Well, I'll be observant, so I'll be I'll be able to I'll be able to give you a good critique. I, I think. I think over other, under one I think hour. I don't think you're the only one. I think other fans are anxious to see what he's he's like over there. Yeah. Over yeah. under for the whole show, one hour. One oh. hour? No, we won't spend an <laughs> hour on it. I'm feeling sick for two. No, we've got three. We've got a three hour show. We've got three specific <clears throat> features throughout the show. Mm-hmm. With this day in sports history and. Um, the boom, 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 and we've got a pun for the review on Monday. I mean, yep. on Tuesday. I'm just—I can see us spending an hour talking about it on the rest of it. And you are correct. It is Jalen Peoples, J A L O N. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to spend an hour on it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what what the newcomers what the newcomers bring. I'm really kind of hopeful that. The newcomers don't have to carry a whole lot of water tomorrow. I'm hopeful that the, you know, the returners can be the ones that kind of step up and show that they're um, that they've learned a little in the off season, gained some strength, gained some skill, and that they carry the they carry the true water. I I agree with your point. If we're talking about true freshmen that are coming in, but- yeah. I mean, as far as guys like Garcia and Cup, uh, I think you brought them in to compete for starting jobs. No, or, no doubt. So, you know, if they're if they're performing well, I have no issues with that compared to it being a returner. But yes, you're right. You you do have a lot of guys coming back. So, 
you also have to take into account that it's a new offense, and so everybody, and new defense, everybody has learned the new system. It's not like some of these guys have been in it for years and years. Maybe a guy that could make a, an impact tomorrow uh, would be uh, Fidel Scott on that uh, defensive line. So, mm-hmm. you know, he he's behind Jalen Hutchings on the on the depth chart at nose tackle. But I mean, you brought they're they're gonna, those guys are going to play a lot of plays because they're going to they're going to rotate in. So maybe he's a guy that you kind of look at and go, okay, here's a guy that could here's a guy that could make some impact just from the standpoint that you want to put pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so you could you could look at him and go, okay, there's there's a guy that there's a guy that could that could come in and uh and and do that as well. Um, you might also say that about. Uh, I, and I, I'll be curious to see if he gets in the game. Okay, how about this? I'll be curious to see if he gets in the game, and that's Gabe Oladipo. Uh, he's the guy who was on your track team, one of the best throwers in the history of Texas Tech track and field, and uh, joined the, the the football program at the start of the preseason. I mean, he's a big fella. He's six, I say big, six two two ninety five. Um, but can he get in and can he make an impact this year at some point in time? Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's probably a depth guy. And he's a depth guy. Yeah. He's not heavily. on the depth chart. Yeah, he's he's not on the on the depth chart. But uh, uh, somebody else says this: uh, the new mass rider and horse. Which, by the way, they're gonna they're gonna make the horse name announcement uh, tonight at five thirty, just down the street. Will you go over there to the Buddy Holly Hall for the for the grand announcement? I I, I think I'm busy. Are you okay? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Will you? <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to be able to. He is busy as well. I am busy I. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with... Uh, I'll be happy to see him out there. He's... I'll be with uh, Dickens and uh, Gustafson mm-hmm. today. They're over at the Overton Hotel and Conference mm-hmm. Center with Tech Talk on location for mm-hmm. Double T 97.3. Mm-hmm. So you can come by and say uh, say hello to us. Uh, Paul wants to know if I'm going to be a part of the post-game show broadcast this year. I'll be I'll be there. I'll contribute when Mr. Luff wants me to contribute. I'll go to hear what Coach McGuire has to say, and I'll offer any kind of words and wisdom and thoughts, take any kind of verbal abuse that anybody wants to throw my way. We are quite used to that on that uh, on that show. Everybody gets a uh, few uh, bowls of courage in them, and uh, it can generally be a, generally be exciting. You should come by sometime. I should. <laughs> Jamie has come by before. Yeah. I've seen him. Uh, apparently, uh, Oladipo is inactive for tomorrow. Okay, thanks, PJ. Did not know that. But anyway, it's just it's just somebody that kind of just stood out to me. But I hope he gets to I hope he gets to play some. Again, he's he's not played for quite some time, but that might be that might be uh kind he's, of a he's big thing. mean looking dude. No doubt. We we can never have too many of those. <laughs> yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 with jamie lent and jeff mcguire i'm chuck hines we're now some 23 hours away from optimum game day live presented by united supermarkets from the southwest corner of jones stadium uh right by the fraser alumni pavilion jamie and i'll be there uh from uh, 4 30 until 6 tomorrow you have uh 
Raider Walk tomorrow that will go right by us. I'm really excited about Do you think the band that. will be with them when they do that? I think the band is going to be lined up to kind of um, kind of help uh, spur the charge. The, this is... Well, they got to give them room, room to the fans to give them high fives. Yeah. So make sure the band's not in the way of the fans, okay? The going band from Raiderland and the Texas Tech Spirit Squads will be on hand each week to cheer on the Red Raiders as they begin their preparations. Fans are asked to line the streets mm-hmm. prior to the team's arrival and then enjoy other pregame entertainment at Raider Alley afterwards, okay? Uh, this will take place two hours and 15 minutes prior to kickoff. So this will be at uh, so four forty-five. Four forty-five. Thank you. And you and I—I I mean, you and I, Johnny on the spot—we're there at four thirty. Mm-hmm. So we'll get there. We'll get there right before. Shake hands, kiss babies, assume our uh, appropriate position there on uh, Optimum Game Day Live, and then uh, be ready for uh, be ready for the action. Mm-hmm. And be ready to, to see everybody. Hey, I, I got... So, I'm, I'm sure they'll have the band... Uh, I think it's great if the band's going to be there. I'm sure they'll just move them, you know, just to make sure that the, the fans can get inside of them, mm-hmm. right? Because you want the fans to be able to high-five the players and, yeah. you know, encourage them as they're coming down the runway, all that good stuff. But yeah. I, think, I think it'll be cool. Uh, speaking of... And you uh, and I should be able to just shut up. Just let the band play. It's like... What we should have is we should have one of those uh, mobile microphones and we could I could walk right down like you know Al Roker does on uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and I could I could walk in lockstep with Coach McGuire. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be cool? I bet he'd do it. I bet he'd do it. <laughs> and you could lead the parade. No, yeah, well, I could be I wouldn't be leading. I just would be, you know, well, you standing don't think next. Coach McGuire will be at the front? Mm, yeah. I think he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You you would love that. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, you would love that. I would. I would love that. I would love that. By the way, and uh, listening to him uh, last night, and I'm not sure or where or if, but um, he he said he was a big fan of sports talk radio last night. He didn't mention us specifically, <laughs> but he did mention that he was a big fan of sports talk radio that he enjoys. Listening and looking at message boards and seeing what the fans have to say. So, I'll tell you. I mean, go out there and beat the bejesus out of them tomorrow. Then go to the Double T ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank, and you'll be <clears throat> you'll you'll see a lot of interaction. Go out there and fumble one away, and <laughs> it'll humble you really quick. <laughs> so, how much is this going to affect? your criticism of said football team oh no it won't affect it at all if you believe he's a fan oh, of sports talk li- radio I, I think he's a fan of sports talk radio i don't know how much sports talk radio he takes in mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so i don't i don't i don't know hey i got this uh communique and this is pretty cool um today in new york city and it happened about uh half an hour ago Raider Red, along with other mascots, rang the bell to open the bell at the New York Stock Exchange this morning. Okay. Okay. So it's just like the start of college football season? Yeah, near as I can tell, near as I can tell, Raider Red was the only Big 12 school there. I just want to know why he wasn't the only mascot there. He's the national champion. Why did we bring these other schmucks? I don't know. Right. Right. 
looks like he was closest to the guy that was ringing the actual bell. But you had, you had uh, looks like a Michigan State person, Air, Air Force, uh, South Carolina. Uh, you have uh, Tony the Tiger looking guy. I don't know what, if that, I don't know who he's representing. Um, the Tiger, Alabama. Uh, Clemson, maybe? It doesn't look like the Clemson doesn't, Tiger. Doesn't? Okay. okay. Uh, the elephant from uh, Alabama. Uh, looks like a uh, angry pig from Arkansas, and then uh, the the gator from Florida, and then uh, I don't know what I don't know. If it it kind of looks like a boiler maker, but it may be the um, blue. De- it's not blue devil because um, anyway. Anyway, that's uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So thank you to the uh, head of all things spirit. That uh, sent me that. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody says that's how you use a bell appropriately. Well, you use your bell how you want to use it. And we will use our bell how we want to use it. Uh, I see it now. Chuck eating a sandwich like Al Roker walking in the parade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There you go. I want you right up at the front. You know, right up, right up at the front. Maybe you Would could you be get... one of the guys that holds like, you know how some parades like they have the banner? Boy Scout Troop oh, sure, 75. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Lubbock, Texas. Right, I could be the. You could be holding one end of the banner. You on one side and Coach McGuire on the other. wonder what it would take for me to like just be, a, you know, like carry a baton or something, you know, for the. The going band when they go to uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade next year, not this year, but a, a year from this year. If you're gonna have a baton, you have to to toss it and spin it. Mm. Maybe you need a staff. How about just a? Maybe oh, you need one of those little like. I, a, a, yeah, right. It's just a and a wear a, a top hat and tuxedo. That would be great. And lead the lead the way. That would I be think great. that would be. I think that Let would Coach be okay. No, I bet she can get that done. Awesome sauce. Right. You guys are going to be there, right? Well, she talked about it. I don't mm-hmm. know. If she talked about it. She talked about that 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 would be really cool to do. Yeah, you should make that happen. Yeah. If that happens, I will watch the parade. <laughs> <laughs> I will one hundred percent watch it. Now, if, if Chuck, me and the Lady Raiders are there. Just, okay. just a, a warning. Mm-hmm. The parade route. Is two and a half miles long. Oh, I can do that. That's a piece of cake. Wait, but you're gonna have to be doing, you know, energetic stuff for two and a half piece miles. Piece of cake. You can't just, you know. Yeah. I'm in good enough. I'm in good enough walk. shape. Yeah, I mean, you got to do the whole thing. You got to be pumping that staff up. Piece of cake. And it's got to be the same pump at the beginning uh-huh. as it does at the end. Uh-huh. Like Especially John in front of the judges. Philip Suzum uh-huh. with the best of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a couple things that I know that you're really, really interested maybe in. Maybe it'll rain, so you'll be in your element. Oh, yeah, maybe so. I could take my lawnmower and be like those uh, lawnmower people uh, from the 4th on Broadway uh, years and years ago. <laughs> the lawnmower uh, brigade. Uh, let's see here. A couple things that I know that you're really, really interested in, Jamie. Uh, Texas Tech will be wearing red, black, red. Black, red, black, I should say. Black helmets, red tops, black uh, pants. When they wear black, red, black, Jamie. Oh, boy. Texas Tech's 11 and 3. Also, right. Also, here you go. 
Tech all-time on September 3rd, which is tomorrow. The Red Raiders have won the last four times. The two times they lost, that Thursday night game against number 15, Oklahoma, in 1992, 34-9. And the last time they lost to an FCS opponent, North Texas, 29-24 in 1988. They did beat Stephen F. Austin, 69-17. That's the game Mahomes went for 300, plus the three passing touchdowns in the first half, like uh, Stephen, uh, Spencer Sanders did yesterday. They beat Texas State. That was a Tuberville game at Texas State, 50-10, to and then won against SMU in 07. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.